quarterbacks as we enter week 10 of the NFL season. Mark, can you just tell the public, tell people on the podcast and on the video. Uh, this Friday the America was at it again. Because I was sitting, eating my dinner. I was watching the Champions League. I was sitting watching Napoli. Um, and I tell you what, against Union Berlin with my German so good at the minute. And I was like, what is he talking? Now I've got it. So do, do, do you want to explain? Right. So I'll explain it, but you boys have to make your picks first. So what I said is let's each pick a quarterback because the CJ Stroud talk and the ultimate irony of the CJ Stroud thing that me bringing up is going to hit later on in the episode. But with CJ Stroud breaking out, I was kind of like, oh, it's annoying that we didn't, you know, announce it more because of you talking about it, Michael. And I said, why don't we each pick a quarterback that we have a bit of faith in or not, not so much faith, but let's name a guy that is playing for the quarterback to or basically that will be a potential starter next year and is earning a contract. And I suppose this comes off the back of Josh Dobbs last week as well that Jason and I talked about it on the show and I definitely wanted to go to bat a little bit saying that how funny he was for the Cardinals and he had a feistiness and a friskiness that I think could very well have transferred to the Minnesota Vikings. I expected that to happen. It happened on the weekend. And we weren't entirely surprised as Cardinals fans, but the greater world might have been. So I said, why don't we divvy this up and track it through the year? I don't know how I came up with, except for I, I don't want there to be a tie. I said, let's give the most wins from one of these quarterbacks six points. The total touchdowns, that can be whether they run them in or pass them, five points. Passing yards will get you another five points. And whoever starts the most games. So this could be in case you wanted to go for Sam Darnold and the IVA down the, down, down the road, um, most starts will get to two points. So that will uh, probably, if you're playing the game, and I think I have fallen big time for the trap of playing the game and not going for the best quarterback on the board. I was just typing something about my pick. Can, can I just do mine now so you can laugh at me? You ready? Yeah, please fire away because mine is going to be laughable. Jason, you clearly have this already won because we have no faith in our quarterbacks already. Well, just wait to hear mine. This week, uh, an NFL record will be broken for the most rookie quarterbacks to start in a one season. Bryce Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Aiden You're Connell, not picking DeVito, are you? Dorian Thomas and Robinson. This is insane. <laughs> Clayton Shun. John Hall. Take, take the podcast seriously, Michael, please. Tommy De- <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Hold on. Hold on. Tommy DeVito was a long shot to make the NFL. Never mind the fact. <laughs> Stick himself out as an undrafted free agent quarterback. If you had told somebody three months, or hell, three weeks ago, that Tommy DeVito would be starting in the NFL for the New York Giants against the Dallas Cowboys this weekend, where do, where do we start here, lads? Where do we start? Now, if you I don't think you give me much to work with here, to be fair. Huh? If you had told someone three weeks ago that the Giants would have, whatever, minus seven passing yards with him leading the offense, then I th- don't think there would have been much yeah, but We all have bad days, Jason. You know, like, the, this is a guy that has, he, he's a local kid. He's well-respected around the area. But you think this, he's this the dream. future. This guy you is living the... out this dream, boys. Now, the Giants might be complete trash. I'm not saying they're not. But this is a lad that everyone's going to get behind. A 25-year-old from North Jersey, Don Bosco. They have nothing to lose the rest of the season. So quite frankly, with the names that were put on the WhatsApp, boys, I was like, do you know what? If we're going to start giving points to each other for this, if they go out and get a result against the Cowboys this weekend, I look like a genius. 
No, this is this is a this is supposed to be who is the backup quarterback that has a future as a starter next season and is playing through the end of the year as the like for a job next year. Here's the Monday morning headline. Then here's the Monday morning headline. If the New York Giants stifle the Cowboys and win by a field goal or a touchdown, and Tommy DeVito gets two passing touchdowns and runs it in from the three yard line. You know yourself, <laughs> New York is going to lose its shit. And you you know that's going to happen. So I'm just going to put it out there. Either look like a complete idiot on Monday or look like a genius. I'm happy to roll the dice. Idiot sport, 18 plus, that responsibly. Go on ahead, Justin. I feel like we should, like, if we're giving points for just a cool quarterback name, then at least you'll be getting something because... If his second name wasn't Vito, I don't think you'd be picking him, Michael, to be honest. I, I, I think see... it's a great name. And look, as a lad that has a great surname as well. Um, look, it's a bit of crack. Like I, I need to get into the Giants a bit more, so I'm I'm pure up for it. Like, do you know what I mean? I could see Matt, Matt Berkeley actually um, playing by the end of that game, to be honest. But anyways, look, I won't rain on your parade anymore. I've got a much more conventional, boring route. Mark, you used... This guy is the... Um, this was the inspiration for the segment. I didn't know that, but I've kind of with Josh Dobbs. Um, what a what a debut he had against. Um, uh, geez, who who they playing? Uh, the Falcons at the weekend. I I kind of half expected it along with you, Mark. You know, he had such a lightning start to his Cardinals career. Um, when being thrown in at the deep end a week or two before the season started and having to learn the playbook, I don't think he could even learn the playbook last weekend. It was more just um like playground football coach telling him which route the receivers are going to run and you know learning how to the, do the snap exchange with his center and work on cadence on the sideline it was the most makeshift quarterback performance i think i've ever seen and he absolutely excelled he won offensive player of the year actually i just saw that before we came on offensive player of the week um but he does kind of bring another level to this uh, vikings attack as well that kirk cousins obviously doesn't offer much in the running game and josh dobbs made some miraculous third, fourth down conversions with his legs and he was doing that with the Cardinals as well week in, week out. Uh, so I do think um, he's going to do well with them. Me and Mark were picking the playoffs last week and I chose Atlanta and the Saints uh, as two of the last teams making it into the playoffs for the NFC. Well, the Vikings just beat Atlanta last week and they're playing the Saints this week, which is a massive match. Um, so if they can knock off the Saints as well, then I think Vikings are suddenly probably odds on to make the playoffs from the, the NFC. And they've got Justin Jefferson coming back as well. He was activated off injured reserve today, or his pr- uh, practice window is open, so we don't know if he's going to play yet this Sunday. But obviously that's a huge addition as well to the offense. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's really a case of Josh Dobbs looking out, going from arguably the worst team in the league to a, a playoff contender and a a great supporting cast in the Vikings. And I think he could put up some good stats and hopefully get me to win. I think Josh Dobbs is one guy that needs a nickname. That's one thing I need. I haven't thought of one for this podcast, but do you remember a few years ago, there was Jeremy Lin, Lin Sanity in the NBA. I think Josh Dobbs has that kind of vibe where he just comes out of nowhere and absolutely tears things up. So someone, like a city around the NFL ads now or something one. like that, managing to, to think of something guamic. I can't say it in this podcast. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> Thanks it, for bringing is that up. From, uh, <laughs> is it taken from a certain Nick Foles? Is that where you're going with it? 
No, but I have seen people on there's people on TikTok now, Vikings fans, that are shaving their eyebrows like, yeah. Like oh <laughs> no, no. Oh jeez. I have to say, lads, you know, look, let, let's let's just hold off here. I mean, Josh Dobbs could go out and have an absolute just can I just say, can you hear that? Yes, the phone is going off. Jeff Ryan, yes, I'm in the middle of a podcast. Uh, look, Josh Dobbs could go out this weekend and be crap. He could be. Yeah, he could. No, he could. See, I, I think where our faith is being placed in him is purely as Cardinals fans who got way too much excitement um, thanks to him, pretty much. That is That is so funny. Okay, we have a bike. Uh, I suppose, uh, Michael, you take that call. I'll type you the notes of what I'm about to say. Jason, you can be my witness. I was going to go for... I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. I was going to go. Basically, Jeff is trying to get a very famous person on his show this week on Pro Football Ireland. Sebastian Ballmer. Oh, lovely, nice. We we believe it's happening. That's good, yeah. But uh, do you want to talk Jags Niners? If I hold on, I, I, I will, I will, um, I will quickly give my pick because I haven't given it yet. I will keep this short. I was going to go for Gardner Minshew because I've already talked too much Washington Commanders at the top, but for everything that I said earlier and to uh, get this podcast on the road again, I will go for Sam Hubbard because I think that, or sorry, because I think that he is, or sorry, Sam Hell because of the Eric the enemy situation. Why I was going to go for Gardner Minshew is I do love that he has this, like this attitude that he can just sling the ball around. I think that's powerful. I have really enjoyed watching the Texans and the calls because they've been feisty and frisky, but I think there has been some separation there now that Houston could really drive on. I suppose that's the best segue into talking about this Jags and 49ers team, because we are going to see this game this week, two teams coming off the bye, Jason, that their seasons, the Jags are flying high, but for me, they're going into a tougher part of the schedule. Whereas the 49ers just went from five and zero to five and three, and are coming out of this boy not talking about hey the sky is the limit, but what are the four things that need to change? What needs to be fixed after the boy? Those kind of articles, if you put in San Francisco 49ers into Google right now, are going to po- pop up. Not is this team a Super Bowl winner? So I think this is a super interesting game, and I suppose you wanted to talk about it, so I'll let you take the floor. What do you need to see from, say, the 49ers this week against the Jags? Well, first thing I'm, I'm really interested in seeing is uh, Chase Young's role and how he's going to have an impact straight away. I was surprised looking up some of the stats about the 49ers' defense because with, with that defensive line, you would have thought they were doing fairly well before the trade. I thought it was basically... Um, just making the situation an embarrassment of riches with the addition of Young. But I do think he actually is an important addition because they haven't been pressuring the opposing quarterback as much as I thought or as much as I assumed. Um, 18 sacks so far, which is quite a way off the league lead, and you'd expect them to be up there with the likes of Bosa, um, Armstead, Hargrave, and now, of course, Young. So I'm really interested in seeing how he performs. Maybe he'll free up... Um, Nick Bosa as well, because when you do have two dominant threats on either side of the line, you have to skew the protection one way or another. So one of them is going to have a day, and they could have a big day against the Jags um, with with some of their offensive line issues. But yeah, look, Mark, you kind of said the narrative there, both back from a bye, two different seasons, 
so far, despite the similar records. Jaguars had a slow start and then really hit form before the bye. So they probably would have been a team that maybe would have been happy to keep playing. Whereas the 49ers had a, a dominant start to the season with five straight wins. People were writing them off or writing them up down as Super Bowl favourites, uh, NFC number one seeds. Whereas then, blink of an eye, three weeks later, here we are, five and three. Um, so it's just a huge game. And if they go back to five and four, you can... Um, you know, it's, things can slip away fairly fast. If if Seattle keeps up their form, they might win the West. Suddenly, the Niners are on the road for. What if Kyler won the last nine games? Yeah, yeah that's well, the frightening good, thing. Yeah. If they had pulled off a couple of those close games, that's what's insane. And then the, the Rams have just dropped off a cliff because obviously Matthew Stafford is able. Everything that you're saying is dead on, uh, Jason. Yeah, no, it's just a, it's a, it's a very intriguing match. Um, it's definitely the one that stands out the most this Sunday. And uh, as you said, it, we, we were talking about it last week, but the AFC, all the, the top teams are going to be facing each other in this second half of the season. So it's an important one for the Jags as well and keep their foot down and keep in the race for the number one seed. Whereas if San Francisco lose, suddenly they're, you know, fighting for wildcard places out of nowhere. And I don't think they'll struggle to be in the playoffs by any means, but... Um, I don't have a stat to back this up, but has a Super Bowl team ever lost four games in a row? It seems a bit unlikely if they do go on a four-game losing streak and um, are a serious threat then in January. It's uh, Mark, I'll just quickly chime in with this. This is the pivotal week for this Niners team. Like four weeks ago, people were saying Brock Purdy MVP. Niners are going to get to the Super Bowl. McCaffrey was on fire. I'm not saying he isn't now, but to go to Jacksonville and face this offense is there's so many question marks. I, I'll be sitting in Bill's conference, looking at my phone, looking at the looking at the game at the same time. I wish the game was Sunday football. Why? How these games these this week were not flexed is is very poor in my opinion, decision making wise. I understand certain markets. Do you, know, do you know what? I wonder, Michael. I wonder, and I'm not 100. percent So one of you can correct me. But aren't they only allowed to flex a certain number of games? And we have some absolute howlers coming up down the stretch. So they're probably going to prioritize the big games in December versus the middle of November game when people aren't going to be out in bars and stuff like that, maybe. Because we've yeah, so many so good games this can, year. They they, they have to finish. They, they, can, flex. They, can, they flex. can flex. they can flex. They can flex. But I, I think it's that you can only flex so many games into Sunday Night Football. And that's where the problem becomes that they can only maybe have a max three. And when we're talking about all the top teams have to play one another, they're probably waiting for a, you know, a Chiefs-Ravens game, that kind of thing. But to bring it back to this game specifically, Michael, if I may, or if you want to jump back in, I know I'm after interrupting here. But no, I think it is I think it is really pivotal because if the 49ers knock off the Jags, which they could do, well then, fantastic. The 49ers are after knocking off a team. Now, the Jags could definitely do with getting more respect off people so maybe people are going to dismiss it but I don't think they should it is a really good team the Jags offense is very well balanced I mean Trevor Lawrence is top 10 in any meaningful stat as a quarterback Travis Etienne is one of the best rushers in the league at least like in rush yard um, if you're going to measure it that way but what really stands out to me from the 49ers is that where's their run defense gone and where it's gone, I think, is that they've gone and prioritized guys that are better against the pass, like Javon Hargraves and now Chase Young, instead of like any of those linebackers that have kind of had to walk away because 
the defense definitely lost names last year, but everyone was thinking like, oh, well, because they got a Javon Hargett rave, they've gotten better. I suppose that's where teams now are like, they, last year they were number two against the run. Now I think there's something like 20 or 18 in around that age or prize range. So they are a different team. And last year they just balled. But then the flip side of things, Kyle Shannon 49ers teams have been fantastic after the boy. So it's like when we apply that to the Bengals are doing this year, we, we give the Chiefs the benefit of the doubt that they're able to turn it on. He was 9-0 and after the boy last year, 8-4 and the year before that, 10-3 and in 2019. You'll notice I missed 2020, the COVID year. He was 2-4 that year. So it's like, has he made adjustments? We'll see. Whereas the Jags have been fantastic and under the radar. But they've beaten their big win, obviously, was against the Bills, which was a jet lag Bills, you have to say. The Falcons they beat. The underperforming, or what are they? Steelers, the hot and cold Saints. And they beat, I think, the Colts in there twice as well. So it's like those wins are all well and good. Obviously, we we have to give respect to the Bills one. But they do face a, heav- a heavier schedule now. The 49ers, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns, the Texans who they've lost to and are suddenly putting them under pressure in that division. That's what I think is interesting. It's one of these te- teams is going to be sky high after this weekend. The other one's going to be looking forward and be like, oh God, we need to start stacking wins again. Oh, oh sorry. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Michael, <laughs> we're both waiting for him to go back in. Hey, so, I mean, if we want to park the game there, we can get our picks on the weekend. Maybe there's going to be, have to be a 10 second edit. So we are wondering why we're, uh, we're laughing. Um, I'm excited for the game, obviously, for all those reasons. Obviously, we, we've not mentioned Brock Purdy enough and what is going to go into that, Jason, about um, how crucial it is that he looks good and that he is rested up. Maybe there's going to be a bit more health coming back in. There was guys like how's Debo Samuel getting on and um, we're going to see that but if we do want to start to wrap up and maybe we're going to have lost Michael for the end of it we'll be able to take over from here for him if he does have to in fact go um, headache do you want to start give me yours yeah absolutely um, I've got my Kyler jersey on oh uh, nice oh please do it oh that's class I thought that was a Cam Newton no no sorry it's a Cardinals jersey sorry oh if he do- oh if this is so <laughs> smart if this is I'm obviously joking like I I I sort of forgot it because it looks it looks like navy blue from here with the light. Uh, it's probably faded in the wash anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I know it's like curveball. I'm not going to go with Kyler himself. I'm going to go with Marquise Brown, who is BFF BFS with Kyler, and he's been having a solid year for the Cardinals, not number wise, but if you're watching the games, you can see him open a lot and funny straight after a segment where i was talking about josh Dobbs as my pick uh you know the amount of times Dobbs airmailed him this season when he was open deep uh for should be 50 yard plus touchdowns um was quite frustrating but with kyler back now i looking forward to seeing that connection again in eight games together last year um marquis brown had 53 catches 565 yards and three touchdowns and we've seen this atlanta secondary give up a couple of big games Namely, DeAndre Hopkins a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, look, uh, I don't care if it... Maybe I just want to believe this will happen uh, more than actually think it will happen. But I'd love a big game from Kyler now at the weekend. And I think that will be spearheaded by Marquis Brown um, in the attack. And I think he's going to cause a few headaches for, for the Falcons. 
I'd just like to apologise uh, to both you lads because Jeff called me there and he was just annoying me. He wasn't doing it. So sorry. I'm <laughs> Mark, thank you for going that on. I'm going to keep mine short and sweet, right? My mug, which I bought in Spain last week, and thank you boys for uh, steering the ship as it kept going, says, Hoi lovoi a lograr. I didn't know what that meant until now because I've just translated it and it says, Today I'm going to achieve it. Well, as Mark leaves the seat, on Sunday, the New England Patriots are going to have a day for their German fans, in my opinion. And look, this is not a bold prediction in any way, shape or form. We know how poor, well, not how poor, but we, we know how ineffective, I guess would be the word, their, their, their offense has been so far this season. I can see Demario Douglas having a, a good day for the Patriots, uh, more so than usual. Obviously, he does have sort of moments where I think he lost a punt return for two or three yards last week. But he's the best catcher that this team has at the moment for a wideout. I expect him to go for over 110 yards on it and have at least one receiving touchdown. I don't think it'll be an incredible offense performance over just on the board by the Patriots. But I feel like Douglas will have over 10 catches on the day and have a breakout performance in that sense in terms of where he's been previously in Germany. And the Patriots will beat the Colts. And Jim Irsay's flight home is going to be das crack did you boys hear that the chiefs drove to frankfurt and ham airport like the one that's really far away to go home no i didn't why did they do that frankfurt airport know. is massive <laughs> they must have heard that we were there at the hour <laughs> and 750 for a heineken zero zero jesus christ who have you got mark um, well, for what have I got is actually why I stood up a second ago because you have your mug. My mug is also on the screen, except it's only an espresso shot. And yeah, this for is like a to you. What's well, the at, in Frankfurt, a tradition was born, and maybe it starts this weekend. Hopefully, it does. Jason gifted me this in the press section. It's a Cardinals espresso mug, like it really only fits a shot. And we, oh, we, oh, uh, hold on. Jason gifted you something on Saturday. Yes, look at this. It's absolutely It's savage. Um, it's like it's literally NFL endorsed and all you have the logo on the bottom machine Ross uh, watch but it's it's like a legit thing it's class it's probably my favorite piece of merch like I have so much random stuff in my room like towels from different games programs helmets mini helmets all this kind of stuff this one goes to the top so he said if they start to win maybe we'll have to have some kind of a shot system because um we won't be a having had, had too many shots obviously uh, through the rest of the year we'd imagine as Cardinals fans so obviously thank you publicly Jason for the class um, espresso shot that you got me just to one up your mug and um, if we're trying to wrap this podcast up I will say and this is why it's the irony um, after all the hype that CJ Stroud has had this week I think the headache is for him looking the other side your man Luana Rumo Jason that at at best sorry at worst He's been described as the next Justin Herbert. At best, he's been described as the next Patrick Mahomes. You hope that it's going to continue, and I'd love to see. Imagine the Texans knocked off the Cincinnati Bengals this week. And I think that that's the narrative that has suddenly come to the fore this week, that they've knocked on the door against a few teams. What are they now? I think their record is 4-4, four and four, isn't it, the Texans? So it's like, yeah, yeah. I think I think we'll all pick the Bengals. But if if I if Michael, I don't know if you have the spread there for what this is in the game, but I think it's going to be interesting because look, it is the hype this week. But when we're talking about the weekend that just was, where we said it was the best slate all year, to be the name that came out of that and the way that he did it, and we broke it down on the James Gallup podcast. If anyone wants to listen down to the actual breakdown of CJ Stroud and the hype that surrounds him, that um 
one or other is going to be a headache for one another, whether that's CJ Stroud is Luana Rumo, the Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator, if he's a headache or vice versa. I think that's an, I think that's an awesome matchup this weekend. The spread is six and a half points presented by. That That's kind of crazy, though, I feel like. Is it not six and a half? Maybe it's the official batting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. Six and a half points in the spread, uh, Bengals. It's fair, but it's like, I feel like I take Texans six and a half, right? Anyway, we're not the I, betting podcast. I'll take the cover. I'll chat to Michaela. I, I, I promise you, because we haven't recorded it yet. I will insist, Michaela, that me and her talk about that game for your pleasure, Mark, and for everyone. Oh, I appreciate that. It's an interesting one. It's a hard game to uh, pick. That's us now, hey? That is us now. Um, Or I didn't really give that enough pizzazz. That's us now, hey? Uh, Week 10 kicks off Thursday night football with an absolute classic in the making. Let's be clear here. The Bears playing the Panthers. Uh, we'll be in Germany for the Colts against the Patriots at 3.30 local time, 2.30 Ireland on Saturday. Plenty of content, like we said, from last week still to come and to reinforce the message, Michael, of the big announcement from today, if you would. Yeah. Neil Reynolds is coming to Dublin next Saturday. I was going to say Belfast there. Dublin next Saturday, L-A-N-K-T-R-E-E. Sorry, L-A-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash NFL Ireland. Uh, going to be a great night with Neil. The night before the watch party in uh, Crow Park for the Steelers. What a weekend. And where do you see... Michael, do, do you have tickets? And now, do you have tickets for that before I get DMs? Is there any tickets for the Steelers at watch party? No, I don't. But during the show, it was announced when we were recording that there's more tickets going on sale. This morning, Thursday morning at 10 a.m. I don't think there's many. Um, so just so you're aware of that. They're 20 euro. I don't have tickets, people. Please stop the... I love yous, but please stop the me. I don't have tickets. We get, we we give away tickets to them and probably also the day it's sold out. Um, I will ask Mr. Rooney et al, but I don't want to annoy them because they're good people and what they're doing next weekend is going to be sensational. Where do you see the crack, lads? Oh, my God. Well, I'll see you boys there. Jason, you're making the law. I, I hear you're making the the trip to Mordor to go to Dublin next week, yeah? I am, yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. Looking forward to it. I feel like I've been making this trip up to Dublin crazy amount lately, mainly because I was getting appointments for my knee. But anyway, uh, this will be a bit more exciting than that. Why do we not talk about Von Miller going up against the Broncos? Do you know how much that pains me to see that this week? Now, that genuinely makes me upset. And he said it isn't a revenge game. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, that, that's it now. Presented the Sport, the official betting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. Folks, if you can get it to that Neil thing next week, please do come. It's a huge night. That's going to be massive. And I just don't know if that will happen in Cork or Belfast. So if you're watching this from the north or the south-south, please do consider coming up or down the road. Uh, thank you so much for your support. We will chat to you soon. Good morning. Good morning.